When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Cheeseheads. Cheeseheads. Get on your feet. It's Curd and Law. Hosted by Sparky Fighter and Ryan Horvath. Hey, it's Sparky Pfeiffer here on Curd and Long on 1250 AM, The Fan. Uh, lots to talk about today on Curd and Long. No Ryan Horvath uh, today. He'll be back uh, coming up on Wednesday as we do another mock draft Wednesday. Looking forward to that. So much to get into uh, as far as free agency and this legal tampering period goes uh, and the Green Bay Packers. It, it is uh, something. Uh, to know that uh, the Green Bay Packers still uh, don't know who their starting quarterback uh, is going to be uh, and have really no idea. And you may say, well, uh, they want it to be Jordan Love. Okay, well, that that very well may be true. Maybe they do want it to be Jordan Love. Uh, But until we know for sure what Aaron Rodgers wants to do, it's a big question mark right now. And I threw this out on Twitter at Sparky Radio uh, and kind of joking a little bit, but kind of serious at the same point of, if Aaron Rodgers decides that, hey, I want to run it back with my guys. I want to run it back, uh, and we, I think, you know, as Aaron Rodgers goes, I have a chance to win the NFC here with the Green Bay Packers. Derek Carr and the Saints, don't scare them, right? Carolina trades all those picks uh, and their best receiver to to go get the, a rookie quarterback, whether it's uh, Stroud or whether it's Young, whoever it ends up being, still a rookie quarterback. Uh, the Falcons, a uh, big question mark there with Ritter. San Francisco still doesn't have a quarterback uh, necessarily. Uh, Sam Darnold, they're bringing in on a one-year deal. That doesn't scare, I don't think, the Green Bay Packers as, as far as what they have at quarterback. The Philadelphia Eagles are losing defensive players left and right, and now Darius Slay may be on the move in a trade possibly here in the future. They lose Hargraves uh, to San Francisco, the big defensive lineman. Uh, so there's some questions going on right now with Philadelphia and what that team is going to look like going forward uh, into next season. Obviously, you know, the Minnesota Vikings and Detroit Lions and Chicago Bears are what you have to deal with in the division. And yes, uh, the Bears had a nice day uh, in free agency getting a a couple of linebackers. Uh, Obviously, one of them made the former Badger, uh, TJ Edwards, uh, with Chicago. They get an offensive lineman. Uh, They did nice uh, in day one of the legal tampering period uh, of free agency. Uh, The Detroit Lions and Minnesota Vikings uh, also looking to, to make moves. Vikings aren't really looking to make moves to improve, it doesn't seem like, uh, necessarily. Uh, they do go out and get Marcus Davenport, uh, who I don't think necessarily lived up to the hype uh, of what the Saints thought he was going to be after they traded multiple ones uh, with the Green Bay Packers uh, to try and secure that Marcus Davenport pick uh, back in the day. But 
Uh, Kirk Cousins going into the last year of his contract. So obviously there'll be some uh, pressure on Kirk Cousins to play well if he plans on testing the free agent market and getting another big-time deal from someone, whether that's the Minnesota Vikings or somebody else. The Detroit Lions obviously uh, get a nice cornerback from the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, to help improve their defense, and I think you'll see them uh, continue to add going forward here. But at the end of the day, there is no dominant team per se uh, in the NFC that you have to worry about. Uh, those superstar quarterbacks are all sitting in the AFC. So if Aaron Rodgers does decide that, look, my best chance to win another ring before I retire is with the Green Bay Packers, what then becomes uh, the move of Brian Gutekunst, Mark Murphy, Russ Ball, and Matt LaFleur? If he calls up and says, I want to be a Green Bay Packer, their options are A, cut him, $99 million cap hit. So that's not happening, as we talked about in the last Curry Long podcast. The other option is, well, let's let's give him a clipboard. Let, let's make him the backup. So many of you uh, on social media told me that's what you would do uh, if you were uh, the guys running the Green Bay Packers. There is zero chance. They are telling Aaron Rodgers he's backing up Jordan Love. There's zero chance. Uh, $59 million and be a backup? They'd be a laughing stock in the National Football League uh, if he was backing up Jordan Love. They got a complete laughing stock. So I, I don't see that as an option. Uh, other options. Uh, then you get forced into trading Jordan Love uh, and drafting another quarterback, maybe in the second or third round, uh, and trying to get ready yet again uh, to replace Aaron Rodgers going forward. You might be in a situation where you go, to heck with it. We'll just sign a veteran backup, a Garden Minshew or somebody like that to back up Rodgers for a year. Uh, and then uh, maybe just be horrible for one year when we don't have that quarterback and try and get a top draft pick the following season uh, and go get a stud quarterback at that point. Maybe that's the road you go down. Uh, or the other option is extend Jordan Love, which so many of you uh, don't see as being a possible thing. I think it's possible. Uh, but maybe that's not the deal. And how crazy would it be if Jordan Love ends up being the guy that gets dealt uh, at the end of the day, and it's not Aaron Rodgers, right? That that would be insane. Now let's talk about it from the aspect of the Aaron Rodgers deal does happen. He does go to the New York Jets. Uh, and, and to let you behind the curtain, I sat and I waited all day. Normally, you know, this podcast gets posted at 5 o'clock in the afternoon, Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays. I didn't want to have to redo the podcast again if and when this Aaron Rodgers news broke. So instead, it's you know 10 o'clock at night here on Monday night, and I'm recording the podcast now because uh, I, I've waited long enough, and I'd like to go to sleep at some point. So I decided to wait, and, and, and during halftime of the Bucks game, uh, record this podcast as the Bucks are taking on the Sacramento Kings right now. So if you know this deal does go down with the New York Jets, if you're a Packer fan, you should be expecting a pretty good return, I think, at this point. The New York Jets literally have nothing at this point that they can do to get them a significant chance to be a Super Bowl contender outside of Aaron Rodgers. Nothing. There's there's nobody left to go get. With Jimmy Garoppolo uh, agreeing to a deal to go with the Las Vegas Raiders to go throw passes Devontae Adams, Mike White, who had some uh, spot stars for the New York Jets, agreed to a couple-year deal to go be in Miami to back up Tua, who, you know, obviously with his concussion syndrome, uh, that he's got, uh, not being able to stand the field, Mike White it might end up being the starting quarterback in Miami if Tua gets another concussion uh, going forward. So he's gone. So literally, at this point, Wilson, uh, Zach Wilson, is the only quarterback that the New York Jets have that they can look at and go, okay, you're our guy. Or, as we said, you know, a Garden Minshew, a Taylor Heineke, or somebody like that, maybe they turn to that guy. But those quarterbacks do not make the New York Jets a Super Bowl contender. 
There's just no chance. Are they an eight-win team, seven-win team, something along those lines? Yeah, probably something along those lines. But the hopes and dreams of a Super Bowl completely dashed if they don't come up with Aaron Rodgers. And you'd have to imagine that the owner of the New York Jets, and make no mistake about this, folks, the owner of the New York Jets, Woody Johnson, will get whatever it is that he wants at this point. And if Woody Johnson says, we're going to make this deal, and if we have to give up whatever it is to make the deal, then so be it, do it, uh, and, and let's see if we can make a run for a Super Bowl. It's not like this New York Jets team has a lot of Super Bowl experience in the last 30 or 40 years. They don't. They haven't been even sniffing one uh, since Rex Ryan was the head coach and Mark Sanchez uh, was the quarterback. That was the last time I think they saw an AFC title game. It's been quite some time since the New York Jets have been really good with a really legitimate chance of going to a Super Bowl. And now here is your situation where you can get an Aaron Rodgers and give yourself a fighting chance. Now, as I said before, I don't think that this is a Super Bowl team with Aaron Rodgers. There's just too much that you have to do and too many teams to get through in the AFC. The gauntlet is way too difficult, I think, for this Jets team to get through, uh, especially in only a year or two with Aaron Rodgers as a starting quarterback. I mean, it's going to take probably half or three quarters of the year just to get the chemistry down uh, with the receivers and the running backs and the tight ends with what Aaron Rodgers wants to do on offense. And it's going to be Aaron Rodgers' offense because Nathaniel Hackett is the offensive coordinator in New York. So make no bones about it that this is going to be what Aaron Rodgers wants is what they're going to run. This is not going to be trying to figure out an offense that makes Matt LaFleur happy, what makes Aaron Rodgers happy, and we're going to split it, and we're going to compromise, and all that stuff. No, 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 no. That, that's out the window. Whatever Aaron Rodgers wants to do on offense is what they're going to do. He's going to run the show. Everybody else is going to have to adjust to him. And that's the only way I'm sure that Aaron Rodgers would agree to be traded to anybody if he does, in fact, agree to be, agree to be traded to the New York Jets. So from that perspective, this whole thing of, well, you know, the Packers probably aren't going to get a first round pick. They better get a first round pick. They actually have leverage now. Yeah, last time we talked uh, on Friday at, when we recorded Curtin Long, maybe they didn't have as much leverage. But after everything happened, the first day of the legal tampering period, when the new year sets a start on Wednesday, they do have some leverage here. The Jets have nowhere to go right now if Aaron Rodgers says no. Uh, and then I was listening to Sirius XM Satellite Radio and the NFL uh, channel, uh, and they were suggesting if this thing goes south for the New York Jets that maybe they should wait till July and then make a call to Tom Brady and essentially beg Tom Brady to come play the quarterback position for the New York Jets and say, hey, look, you know, you can just be on Zoom or whatever in July and you don't even really have to come to training camp. Uh, just get here before, you know, middle to end of August, get a couple of weeks in, get some reps in and practice with the receivers and let's go in September. That, that really is probably the only legitimate option of having a legitimate quarterback play for the New York Jets this year if Aaron Rodgers says no uh, and then he's going to stay in Green Bay and be a member of the Green Bay Packers. Or if Aaron Rodgers decides he's going to retire, which again, I, I, I still find it hard to believe that he would walk away. But if Aaron Rodgers were to decide to retire, uh, cap it wise, yes, that would not be a good situation for the Green Bay Packers. Fine. But it's a worse case deal for the New York Jets than it is even for the Green Bay Packers because the Jets were in a situation to where they could have had Derek Carr uh, in you know, New York being the quarterback, but instead they were kind of holding him off, waiting for Aaron Rodgers. And more than likely, 
they would have had a legitimate shot at Jimmy Garoppolo had they not been in waiting mode for Aaron Rodgers this entire time. But instead, they put all their eggs in one basket for Aaron Rodgers. And if this doesn't work out, there's going to be a lot of egg on their face. And legitimately, I guess there's one other option that I don't I don't know how really feasible it is and how real it necessarily is because there's been no real talk about this player since this all really happened. Uh, and that is Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. You know, that's that's the other scenario here for the New York Jets of, okay, if you miss on Rodgers, do you go all in, offer a huge contract uh, to Lamar Jackson, guarantee a stupid amount of money who to a guy that runs a ton, has been banged up throughout his career, uh, and hope that he can hold up for another five or six years uh, and make the bag worth the buck uh, for the New York Jets. Do you go that way? Maybe you do. But even if you go that way, if the Ravens match, you don't get him either. And then you're even farther and deeper into the offseason uh, with less available. So I think, in my opinion at least, the Jets have far more to lose in this whole deal than do the Green Bay Packers. Far more to lose. If this thing goes south on the Packers, and again, I hate saying it's going south because I think the Green Bay Packers with Aaron Rodgers, I've said it before and I'll say it again, have every opportunity to win the NFC and go to a Super Bowl. A lot of it's going to come down to how good this defense is and what the Packers do to address the, the tight end situation and adding another veteran wide receiver uh, to this core. And again, if Rodgers comes back, maybe Randall Cobb comes back for another year. You know, Bill Huber added piece for SI. That says Randall Cobb plans on playing this year. Okay. So whether that's Randall Cobb in New York with the Jets and Aaron Rodgers, or that's Randall Cobb with Rodgers in Green Bay, I would have to think Randall Cobb is playing wherever Aaron Rodgers is. And Aaron Rodgers will make sure that Randall Cobb is playing wherever Aaron Rodgers is at this point, kind of going forward. This has turned into be a complete crazy sideshow for the National Football League. Rich Eisen literally on the NFL Network, on Monday afternoon, was disgusted. And there was about a half hour left in his show, and he literally said, I just hate this, that we're a half hour away from wrapping up this show, and we still don't have news on Aaron Rodgers. Like, you can literally tell that he was just mad that it had taken this long, and nobody still knew about Aaron Rodgers. Now, again, I don't know why it affects Rich Eisen so much, like, that part, I don't really understand. Like, what does it matter? Like, you don't, I don't think, I don't think you get a bonus if an Aaron Rodgers story breaks in the Rich Eisen, you know, part of NFL Network broadcast day or not, one way or the other. I don't know if he's mad if there's that Jets connection. I don't listen to the Rich Eisen show, so I'm not sure. Is he a Jets fan? Is that the the tie-in here? Is that why he's getting so worked up? We know the, the, the University of Michigan connection, obviously. So I don't, maybe he's a Jets fan. Maybe that's he, why he's all disgusted and, uh, by this whole thing with Aaron Rodgers. I'm not quite sure, but he was definitely uh, not a happy camper uh, the last I turned on NFL Network today. So th this really is affecting a lot of people. And then we haven't even really gotten into talking about the reports that were out Tuesday afternoon. Trey Wingo is the one that started all this by the former ESPN anchor tweeting out saying that he's here, that the deal is done between the Packers and the Jets and Aaron Rodgers and so forth. And from that point on, everybody ran with it, right? I, I quote tweeted to myself at Sparky Radio and said, okay, fine, now give me some details. Like, what's what's involved in the deal? And then here comes Ian Rappaport. Uh, yeah, 
over here at the NFL Network, yeah, we're not hearing anything's done. We'll have to tell you something's done, but we're not hearing anything's actually done. Adam Schefter, no, no, I don't, not hearing anything going on by my by my standard or by what I'm hearing. So now there's Trey Wingo out on an island with his source, whoever's talking to him, saying it's done, and it uh, clearly is not done because here we said Monday night as I'm recording this podcast, and there's still nothing done. So uh, not really sure what happened. Maybe there was, maybe there wasn't, but Ian Rappaport went as far as to say on Monday night that the Packers and the Jets both hadn't even heard from Aaron Rodgers on Monday to that point. Uh, the last time I, I saw him on NFL Network, hadn't even heard from him. So this wasn't even like, okay, yeah, I want to go to the Jets and they're working out a deal. Or, yeah, you know, I'm going to stay at the Packers. Or, I'm going to retire. No. <laughs> According to Ian Rappaport, now again, does he know all? Well, he probably doesn't know all, but pretty connected, even though Rogers, you know, says Rappaport and Schefter don't know anything about him, fine. But the fact that they hadn't even heard from the dude and they're both sitting there twiddling their thumbs, can you think of another quarterback in NFL history that has held up two different organizations at the same time to where they really can't kind of do anything? Yeah, the Packers got Keyshawn Nixon back. That's good. Okay. The Jets got their kicker back. Okay, fine. You know, minor deals. Keyshawn Nixon was one year. I think you make up to $6 million. I thought he'd get more than that. Uh, so the Packers were able to get that done. But for the most part, one dude is holding this whole thing up. Then you have Jets players like Garrett Wilson, the stud wide receiver from Ohio State going into his second year for the New York Jets, who saw Dove Kleiman on Twitter. If you don't know who that is, it's D-O-V, I believe. And this dude doesn't break news. This dude just takes news from other people's Twitter account, puts it onto his, puts it into a tweet, credits the person, and tweets it out. Well, apparently, uh, that's the account that he was looking at. Uh, so then he starts tweeting out, oh, I got a smile on my face. Now I can go on my vacation. Life is good. Oh, I'm so happy. And then here comes Sauce Gardner. And all these other Jets players now start tweeting that pretty much that he's going to be a Jet. And then hours later... Here comes Wilson tweeting that he was actually following this Dove dude on Twitter. And that's that was his source. That's why he was so excited. And that in all actuality, he knows absolutely nothing of what's going on from Aaron Rodgers' standpoint or from the Jets' standpoint. And apologized on Twitter for getting everybody's hopes up that uh, clearly uh, he was getting excited off of the Dove climate report, which was from Trey Wingo. So that's... Kind of where it all sits right now. Jets players were all excited based on a Trey Wingle report. Uh, that was wrong. Packer fans uh, that wanted Aaron Rodgers were traded. They were all excited uh, from the Trey Wingle report. Again, that apparently was wrong. Uh, and we all sit here still waiting to see what Aaron Rodgers is going to do, uh, whether it's play, retire, uh, or go forward. Let's move on to another aspect of where we are at right now uh, with this deal with the Green Bay Packers uh, and Aaron Rodgers. Because now we're getting to the point where Jordan Love is going to get his opportunity if the Packers and their fans uh, have their way about things. And it's essentially going to be a one-year tryout, pretty much. That's how this whole thing is going to shape out. So he's going to have this opportunity if they trade Rodgers here in the 23 season, to go out there and show whether or not he belongs to the starting quarterback. He's not going to get three years on a rookie contract to start for three years to show he can or can't do it. He's going to get a year to prove if he can or can't do it. And then if he can't, 
then they're more than likely going to move on and draft another quarterback or trade for somebody or do something else. That, that, that's my guess as far as how this is going to play out. Now, many of you believe that this team would be better off with Jordan Love as a starting quarterback than they would be with Aaron Rodgers because Jordan Love is going to play within the offense that Matt LaFleur wants and that Aaron Rodgers simply isn't doing that. And that very well may be true. I'm not going to sit here and disagree with you that he you know, won't play within the offense, that he'll be more like Rodgers because I think he will play in the offense. You know, this is kind of like when Rodgers came in behind Brett Favre. And Rodgers came in and receivers were doing things that weren't in the playbook and so forth and running routes that weren't there. And Rodgers was challenged. The receivers like, what are you doing? Oh, well, you know, this is how Brett wants us to run it when we see this and so forth. And Aaron's like, no, you're going to run the play that Mike has drawn up. McCarthy has drawn up. This is what we're running. And you need to run it the way it's drawn up. Otherwise, this is not going to work with you and me because this is how I practiced it. And that is now going to be the thing going forward. The difference here is, is that with Jordan Love, he's got young receivers that have only been here for a year. With Samari Toure, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, only been here for a year. So they're not 10 and 12 year vets like Driver was dealing with some young, inexperienced quarterback after playing with a Hall of Famer, not knowing how good this new dude is going to be and pretty much set in your ways of how you're going to do things. Thankfully, this should be a much easier transition for Jordan Love because you're not having to battle through, oh, well, we've done it this way with Aaron for the last 10 years, and this is the way it's supposed to be. That type of stuff shouldn't be happening. It, it should be a much easier transition for Jordan Love to work with his young receivers than if this Packers team goes out and gets themselves a tight end or two in the draft. Those are rookie tight ends coming in, and you're going to run the offense the way that Matt LaFleur uh, and Jordan Love want you to run the offense. So really, the only vets that you kind of have to be concerned about in one way or the other, I guess, uh, would be Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. I don't see either of them as an issue. Uh, and then on the offensive line, obviously you got the vets, like David Bakhtiari. I think that would be a huge help uh, at this point for Jordan Love, especially making reads on the line, blocking, and so forth, and being, help out, being able to help out in that aspect. Elton Jenkins, you would think, would be a big help uh, as well to Jordan Love going forward here. So from that aspect, the transition should be easier for Jordan Love from Aaron Rodgers to himself, more so than it probably was from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. The other part of the transition, if and when Rodgers gets traded, uh, is the fact that there were so many people still on the Brett Favre bandwagon that thought the Packers were screwing Brett by trading him coming off of a conference championship game or not letting him back into play when he changed his mind for the five millionth time. But, you know, people, little kids were holding signs that said Aaron Rodgers suck and you had half the state against Aaron Rodgers, literally hoping he failed to prove their point that Brett Favre should still be the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. It doesn't feel to me, based on social media, based on talking to friends and family members and talking to other people that come up to me, I want to be at the grocery store or at my kids, uh, you know, hitting stuff or whatever. It seems like a majority are good with Aaron Rodgers leaving. A majority are like, dude, enough is enough. Like, we're ready to move on. We're tired of the shtick. We're tired of going through this offseason. Let him do this somewhere else. Let's see what Jordan Love has and take it from there. That's what it feels like everybody is at right now. And I don't blame y'all, but that's another reason why this transition should be easier for Jordan Love going forward. Another reason why this transition should be easier for Jordan Love going forward is a style of offense in which Matt LaFleur is going to run 
different from that of what Mike McCarthy was running when Aaron Rodgers was the quarterback. Mike McCarthy, his offense was based on wide receivers beating cornerbacks, beating their guys, getting open, and winging the heck out of it. And that's what they did. Now, McCarthy's in Dallas talking about, oh, we got to run the football, we got to run the football. And, you know, that's why he got rid of his offensive coordinator because they didn't see eye to eye on that. But in Green Bay, they threw the heck out of it outside of the year when Rodgers was hurt and Eddie Lacy had a chance to really run the football. But for the most part, they threw it a lot under Mike McCarthy because he had a lot of offensive weapons. And you get the feeling with Matt LaFleur uh, that with Jordan Love, that that probably isn't necessarily going to be the case, that you're not going to see Jordan Love throwing the ball 40, 45 times a game on a regular basis with inside this Packers offense. And to be honest with you, that's a good thing because that means there's less pressure on Jordan Love to have to win games, right? And I, the game manager thing is overplayed and and I use it myself, and I understand it, and no quarterback wants to be labeled a game manager, right? That's that's not what this is. But at the end of the day, if you can rely on your running game, rely on your uh, play-action pass, take a couple of deep shots a game to Christian Watson, do what you have to do, uh, and play within the framework of a more conservative offense, similar to that probably of what San Francisco runs and what the 49ers run, not that of the Rams, more that of San Francisco, I think you feel good about yourself that all the pressure and the weight of the world is not on your quarterback. And it's like we've talked about before, I really believe that when Mark Murphy made his decision to hire this coach, that was part of the deal of how are we going to win when Aaron Rodgers isn't here? Because there's no guarantee we're ever going to get another Hall of Fame quarterback. So how are we going to win despite not having a Hall of Fame quarterback? And I think Matt LaFleur's offensive game plan of how they were going to do it is what sold Mark Murphy and how Matt LaFleur got the job. And now he's going to get to show everybody that his offensive game plan can work, will work, uh, and go from there with Jordan Love. And who knows? Maybe Jordan Love will end up being a Hall of Fame quarterback. Maybe Jordan Love will be a stud at the end of the day. But going into his first season as a full starter, I think they're going to take their time uh, and have their patience with this and see how this thing goes and rely more on Aaron Jones, more on A.J. Dillon, more on this offensive line to, to, to pound the ball a little bit. Like I said, you know, take your deep shots when they're there to keep the, the opposing defenses Honest. The Love definitely has an arm uh, to hit all throws, to hit all routes. He definitely has the confidence to, to make that throw. And maybe Aaron Rodgers wouldn't make that throw in between two defenders. Got a little more Brett in him, you know, that Aaron did. Aaron was trying to be the opposite of Brett, even though now if he gets traded to the Jets, he's exactly like Brett. Let's hope and pray that Rodgers doesn't find his way to the Minnesota Vikings after this year, because that also has crossed my mind. Cousins is in the last year of his deal as quarterback in the Minnesota Vikings. And I, I would really, really be disgusted if after one year in New York, Rodgers figures out a way to get traded to Minnesota uh, and then ends up by the Minnesota Vikings uh, for one year to go against Jordan Love in the division. You want to talk about just complete copycat of what happened with Brett Favre. Please, please, for the love of God, do not allow that to occur as well here uh, at the end of the day. Please don't allow that to happen. I beg you, don't allow that to happen. Once this Rodgers deal gets done, uh, and get settled, uh, whether he's being traded, capped, or whatever else, the Packers then are going to have to determine, okay, how much more money do we have left under the cap here, uh, and what more do we want to accomplish going forward? And, you know, the top safety on the board was Jesse Bates, the safety from the Bengals. He's gone. He went to the Atlanta Falcons. The other safety for the Bengals also left in free agency in Cincinnati, so they're kind of like the Green Bay Packers right now looking for safeties. Uh, the Packers have got to figure out what they want to do with that safety position. And 
they have to figure out, do they want to go with a couple of inexperienced guys back there and use the draft? Do they want to go out and sign a veteran free agent safety or two? You know, the crazy money is probably done after day one or day two uh, in this tampering period. And then come back down to earth for some more normal numbers that the Packers could probably afford. I think you have to sign at least one veteran free agent uh, for that safety position going forward. I think that just has to occur. Uh, and then the other area that you probably should look at, I think if you're the Green Bay Packers, is going on and signing another veteran defensive lineman. Um, Dean Lowry is gone. Sign another veteran defensive lineman to add to what you already have up front. I think those two areas, those two free agent signings, again, doesn't have to be expensive, doesn't have to be crazy, but just two veteran guys that have been around, maybe two guys that have played under Joe Barry at some point in their careers. Maybe that's a tie-in uh, that you try to attack and and make it easier for that transition to occur. But that's where I'd like to see them uh, go in free agency. I don't think you really have to worry about the tight end position. I think you can address that, address that in the draft. Uh, and then the wide receiver position, yeah, they probably would want to get another wide receiver. Uh, and right now, wide receiver has been an awfully quiet uh, area uh, as far as free agency goes, legal tampering period. I don't think a lot of these guys are going to go for big money. A lot of these guys are kind of guys that have kind of bounced around like Juju Smith-Schuster and so forth. Alan Lazard, be interested to see kind of what that money looks like for Alan Lazard. If Rodgers goes to the Jets, is he going to ask to bring Lazard with him? Because think about it. If Rodgers doesn't bring Cobb and if Rodgers doesn't bring Lazard, he's going to have a bunch of wide receivers that aren't going to know what he wants. I'm sure he's going to want one or two guys that know the offense, know where they're supposed to be, and make life easier on him going forward. So it wouldn't shock me if one or both uh, obviously ended up going to the New York Jets as well uh, if and when this Aaron Rodgers deal is completed. So uh, now it's about 1035 at night as we're wrapping up this podcast recording. Uh, here on Monday night, uh, and as far as I know, during the podcast, I don't believe any Aaron Rodgers news broke, or at least I hope not. Uh, and we'll record again coming up on Wednesday, Ryan Horvat uh, and myself, plus a mock draft Wednesday as well. And I would assume with a new league day uh, starting on Wednesday that this Rodgers stuff will be done by Wednesday. One would absolutely hope this thing is done by Wednesday. And if it breaks during the day on Tuesday, uh, maybe Ryan Horvat and I can put together an emergency podcast quickly I post that uh, as well. So just obviously be looking forward, Kurt and Long, wherever you download your favorite podcast, tell your family, tell your friends, tell everybody you know to check out Kurt and Long. Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays we record. Usually, usually uh, they are posted by 5 p.m. Central time each time. Uh, and uh, yeah, hope you guys are enjoying them. Have a good one. We'll talk to you again on Wednesday, unless Aaron Rodgers news breaks, in which case we might throw together an emergency podcast. Have a good one. Toodles.